0: In this episode of Ask Ted, how to build muscular legs with bodyweight exercises. How strict does your diet need to be to lose fat? And my personal educational suggestions for anyone wanting to become a personal trainer or get into the fitness industry. So welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Rice. And yes, this is an episode of Ask Ted. And as you noticed in the beginning, I told you what you're going to hear in this episode. And that is in response to some criticism I received, a a suggestion that someone said that someone sent me. They're like that what they said was, I don't want to wait six minutes to find out what you're going to talk about. And it was a valid point. So I listened, I made an adjustment. I want this to be as useful as possible for you. But I need your feedback to make it better. So reach out to me like this person did. Let me know how this show could be better for you. You can leave me a review in iTunes and let me know there. You can reach out to me on my website, legendarylifepodcast.com po- legendary and send me an email. If you're already on the list, send me an email there and let me know. I will take your suggestion. And if it's a good one, if I think it's good, which uh, I get a lot of great suggestions, I will make a change. Okay. Uh, So there you go. So make sure you let me know. And if you ask, you will receive. So let's get right into the content today. So this first question comes to us from Ralph. And Ralph actually commented on a Facebook post that I put up a few, uh, days back and I put up a picture of me cause I've been showing results of the routine that I've been doing. So I, I post a shirtless selfie every couple weeks. Yes. I'm that guy, but I'm, I'm not doing it for, uh, you know, narcissistic reasons. Exactly. It's more to show, Hey, listen, I'm still working out. I'm still looking good. In fact, my body is changing because I've made uh, big changes to my workout and I'm determined to get into great shape, uh, great looking as well as performing well. And, uh, and I also mentioned that I was using only body weight exercises and this prompted Ralph to ask me, Ted, you look great. No weights, amazing. What do you do for your lower body? And great question, Ralph. And if you're like most people, you think you need to lift barbells or dumbbells or kettlebells or sandbags or sandbells or whatever to, to, uh, to get results from doing exercises. The reality is you don't. Okay. I'm not saying all things are created equally here in that body weight training is better than barbell training. I'm saying you don't need anything to get results. You don't need any tool to get results other than your body. You do, however, need the know-how. And so let's get to it. How, how, what am I doing for lower body? I'm going to tell you something even better. I'm going to share with you how you can, uh, build muscular legs with only body weight exercise. So I'm going to get into that right now. The first exercise I want you to do is a split squat, otherwise known as a stationary lunge. And that's, uh, you already know how to do that most likely, but if you don't, you can always go to YouTube and check it out. (coughs) Excuse me. So what do I want you to do now? I want you to do five sets of 15 reps on each leg. And I want you to rest 30 to 60 seconds after each set. So for example, you would do 15 reps on one leg, you'd shake it out for a couple seconds, then do 15 reps on the other leg, and then you would rest 30 to 60 seconds. You would repeat that four more times until you've done five sets of 15 reps on each leg with the split squat or stationary lunge exercise, okay? More more kind of like hardcore people call it a split squat and more like fitness people call it a, a, a stationary lunge, okay? I, I like to call it a, a split squat because it sounds a bit more badass, so whatever you want to call it, five sets, 15 reps, 30 to 60 seconds rest after you do a set on each leg. Okay, now next exercise, let's take body weight squats and I want you to uh, follow the same format. So you're going to do five sets of 15 bodyweight squats resting about 30 to 60 seconds in between each set. And if it's really easy for you, rest less than 30 seconds because bodyweight squats tend to be pretty easy for for some people. And if they're hard, then rest towards a minute, okay? So five sets, 15 bodyweight squats, rest somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 60 seconds. If it's too easy, rest less. If it's uh, too hard, rest towards one minute. Okay. Repeat that. And that's all. See if you're, do this two, maybe three times per week and watch your legs change faster than probably any other program that you've ever tried. Okay. Because you don't need any special tools or equipment to get results. You don't need uh, you know, any fancy sort of exercise repertoire for your legs, right? Some people do the squats, then the lunges, then the single legs, then the, you know, uh, leg extensions, then the leg curls. And no, you don't need any of that. Okay. Now I can give you other exercises, but what I'm saying here is you can get great results simply by doing what I'm recommending. And, Go ahead and try it. You don't have time to go to the gym. Try what I just recommended. You don't have, uh, you 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 don't have to go to the gym to do it. Okay, so uh, that's an example of something that I'm doing. Okay, and uh, uh, that what I'm doing is a little bit different, but you can do that. You can get great results from exercise. In fact, if you do what I'm talking about, you'll probably get better results than what you're currently doing. Don't take my word for it. Try it out for yourself. Now, Ralph also asked another question. He asked me, how strict is your diet? And the, the answer to that is I am strict in the sense that probably 80 to 90% of the time, I follow the recommendations that I've talked about many times in this, in this podcast, which is I have protein at every meal, then I have some vegetables, and I have some healthy fats, and I minimize the carbs on the days that I don't work out. So that's what I follow most of the time. Now, do I break down and have a whole thing of gelato ice cream? I do. (laughs) We have some great gelato places here in Miami Beach. And I like to eat gelato, right? I like ice cream. And so I do it because that to me is part of enjoying life. I don't want to be that person who, you know, never eats any food additives or never has any sugar. That to me is a bit too extreme. And I'll tell you something. I used to be like that and I was not a fun person to hang out with. So make sure that you do follow a strict nutrition eating plan and have most of your meals at home and eat well. But you know what? Don't be that guy. Oh, did you know you have some food additives in your, uh, in your protein shake there? Oh, do you, do you know that uh, you know the chef uses uh, sugar when he prepares the sauce for that particular dish? Don't be that guy. Nobody wants to hang out with that guy, and I'm I can say that because I've been that guy, all right. And that's why I don't get too crazy, like some of the other fitness people, and tell you, hey, avoid all non-organic, uh, you know, additive-free, preservative-free, uh, you know, foods, because it's really hard to do that, and it really puts a, a, a damper on your social life. You become not fun to hang out with. And again, most of the time you want to do that. And most of the time, that's what I do. I eat most of my meals at home, the majority of my meals. But when I go out, I'm out to have a good time. And I want you to have a good time, especially if you're single. You got to be out there and and meeting or if meeting uh, women and people and dudes as well as women, to be frank, you need to expand your social network. And if you're, maybe you're married, maybe you're in a serious relationship, well, you got to be out there and you got to, you got to schmooze with people. You got to meet more people, right? And unless you're at a fitness, uh, a grass-fed, organic, uh, raw food eating seminar, then that's not the type of person that people are going to want to hang out with. That person who's overly anal about the types of foods you're eating. So I am not super strict. That was a long way of saying that. I am pretty, pretty strict. Again, 80 to 90% of the time. But I don't count my calories. I don't track my macros. uh, I don't even, when I say 80 to 90, I'm kind of doing that in my head. And here's the take home point. I am getting results with what I am doing. I'm tracking my results with my weight. I'm tracking my results with those pictures that, I take them myself. I can tell the difference. I also measure my circumference around my belly button, which is another way of uh, measuring, you know, uh, your 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 uh, fat levels, right? So that's how strict does your diet need to be to lose fat? The answer is, if you are getting results, then and you're continuing to get results. That is, what you, that is the answer. I'm a very results-driven person. I feel like this society that we're in right now, people love to talk about details and minutia, and they forget, are you getting results or not? That is the question. We can talk all day about investing money and you know, interest rates and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, are you making money or not? All the other stuff is BS. All the other stuff is focusing on the small things that don't get you big results. So make sure you focus on results. And if you are not getting results, then you need to change your diet. You need to be more strict. Be as strict as you need to to get results. That is the real answer. And and do what you have to to get results in any area of your life. Uh, Okay, I'm off my soapbox, let's move right on. Another person asked me a great question, and the question is, have you ever had shoulder bursitis from lifting? I'm 62 and I've experienced pain in one shoulder for a couple of months. Nothing torn or strained, just an overall ache in the right shoulder. I've worked out for 30 years and this is the first time I've experienced it. Any suggestions? Wow, that that is a great question, and man, <laughs> have I ever had shoulder bursitis from lifting? I have, uh, I have separated both of my acromioclavicular joints. Uh, that's that part of the clavicle that that's on the end of the shoulder that connects to your acromion, uh, that, which is part of your shoulder blade actually. And uh, yes, I have had shoulder bursitis. I have impingement in my shoulders. Uh, I've had all types of issues in my shoulders. I've not had an MRI to see if I've had any labral tears or anything like that, especially my left shoulder is much more jacked up than my right. But to, to answer your question, yes, I've had bursitis and, uh, impingement and all those other, uh, $10 words. That means that your shoulders are messed up is, uh, what, what they mean, what they're trying to tell you. And then, you know, never tell you how to fix it. So, okay. You, like you said, you don't have a torn rotator cuff or torn labrum, uh, or strained in over. You, you just have an overall ache in the right shoulder. Uh, you've worked out for 30 years and the first time you've experienced it. My first, what I think about first is that you have not been working on your mobility what do I mean by shoulder mobility in particular? I mean about how can you get your arms over your head with no pain? And you, can you even get your arms over your head to where they're in a straight line with your body without you having to arch your back like crazy to make that happen? Or how about can you lift your, straighten your arms and lift them behind you and pull your shoulder blades together so that they're at at least a 30 or 45 degree angle, hopefully more okay? Most people cannot. And what I find is that, and this is why I've been doing so much body weight strength training lately, is most people go to the gym, they lift weights, they beat up their joints. Yes, their muscles get stronger. Yes, they start to look better. Yes, they start to burn fat. Yes, they start to build muscle, but they start to develop the, the aches and the pains, and my first, of course, I don't know you, I don't uh, know exactly what's going on, but what I would say is you probably neglected your shoulder uh, mobility, okay? And what are some exercises to deal with this? In fact, I'll, I'll put up a video of some basic shoulder exercises. Uh, one would be scapular push-ups, And I'll I'll put up a video of that, but you could go and Google it as well and look it up on YouTube. Uh, Another one is shoulder extensions. You take a broomstick with your hands facing forward. You take a broomstick and you grab it from behind you and you squeeze your shoulder blades and lift your arms up while keeping good posture. And you see how high you can come up and you do rep sets of 10. And then the other one would be grab that broomstick and lift it. With straight arms over your head. So, both hands on the broomstick right in front of you, lift it over your head and squeeze your shoulder blades up and back at the top. Uh, that is another good one. So, we have shoulder protraction, which is the first one, the shoulder blade push ups. We have shoulder e- broomstick extensions, where you grab the broomstick with both hands behind you and squeeze it up behind you. See how, how you can lift your arms, squeeze, uh, squeeze your shoulder blades together, and you put it, bring it back to the start position. Then you do overhead. Okay. And if you do that, you will improve your mobility, will get stronger and your shoulders should get better. Now, one thing I want to say, if you're listening to this right now, you have some shoulder pain, Stop doing whatever is causing your shoulder to hurt. If you continue to do something that makes your shoulder hurt, or any joint for that matter, your hip, your knee, your neck, your shoulder, your elbow, what you have is an acute injury at first. But if it's like what our friend here has, he's experienced pain in one shoulder for a couple months, that's chronic. And I, I'm a big, uh, I know a lot about chronic pain because I, I've dealt with a lot of it. In fact, I'm feeling pretty great, but I still have flare ups. I have things that if I'm not careful, it'll get flared up. And and if you've been listening to this show for a while, you also know that I have some herniated discs in my cervical spine, in my neck, in other words. And so, uh, when you start to have something that's that's aching for a couple months. Now it's chronic. So you need to make sure that you avoid anything that aggravates it. Now, here's the thing. You may do an exercise, let's say a bench press. And oh, I feel that right away. Every time I do a bench press, even with light weight on the bar. Okay. That's an exercise that you obviously don't want to do. I think that's pretty straightforward. But what happens if you do the bench press and It starts to ache later on when your body's cooled down from the workout. Well, you may have to do some detective work with yourself and you may have to ask yourself, okay, well, I did the bench press. It didn't bother me when I did the exercise, but later on, maybe 30 minutes later, an hour, a couple hours later, my shoulder starts to ache. Well, then you have to go back next time you do a workout, take out the exercise that you think is causing that problem, by the way, common shoulder, uh, common exercises that aggravate shoulders. And these are not bad exercises, but these are common ones that, uh, that make people's shoulders hurt because their shoulders are all busted up. And uh, so are bench presses, uh, upright rows, overhead presses, if you can't get your arms into a good overhead position, and you're trying to push a lot of weight overhead, you're going to have problems. Okay, you're asking for them. Olympic lifting—if you're doing any snatches, jerks, clean in jerks, whatever, any type of Olympic lift variation, or kettlebell uh, clean and jerks, or kettlebell snatches, any of those can really jack up your shoulder if your shoulder mechanics are poor and if your mobility is poor. So uh, those are just some common ones, but it may be something completely different for you. So make sure you think about, okay, is it hurting me right away when I do an exercise or is it hurting later on? And if it's hurting right away, you obviously know the answer. Don't do that exercise. If it's hurting later on, you're gonna have to do a little detective work, okay? And uh, make sure you figure that out. And that's what I do with my clients, by the way. I'm, I'm more like a detective sometimes than a personal trainer. Okay, so let's move on to the last question. And this comes from Jesse. Ted, lately I've been interested in becoming a certified personal trainer. I've done some searching, but I'm having trouble figuring out what the best pathway is. Are online certs credible or should I go through a college in person? Or are there hybrid programs with online and classroom instruction? what pathway would you recommend for me that would give me the most credibility and chance to be successful anywhere in the world? What pathway did you take? By the way, those are two separate different questions. The pathway that I took was I stumbled and bumbled my way into personal training. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I ended up dropping out of school because my brother was kidnapped and murdered. You probably heard that story. Uh, Got my personal training certification because I hated my job. Then I got a job. I I got hired at uh, a job to pick up weights and wipe down machines. uh, And they were going to make me do that for two years. But I just started grabbing people off the floor and training them. And uh, I was so passionate about it. Even if they weren't going to pay me, I I still wanted to train people. That's how dedicated I was. That's how passionate I was. That's how strong my why was. And uh, that then a couple months later, my boss came to me. He said, we don't normally do this, but we've had so many requests for you that we're going to let you start training people. So that's how I got started. And I've I've made a lot of mistakes as I've spent a lot of money. I I wish I shouldn't have on educational uh, seminars for personal trainers. So I would not, what I'm getting at is I would not recommend the way I took. I, I did not have anybody telling me, Hey, this is the way you should do it. It was not like it is right now with all the information everywhere. So if you're interested in becoming a personal trainer, what should you do? to, uh, to, to get started. And the number one thing is have passion for not just working out, but for helping people work out. That's number one, because the technical expertise is something completely different. You need to have it, but you need to have a passion for helping people. And if you have that and you have a passion for exercise and nutrition and all that stuff, then this is something you should definitely think about. Now let's get into education. What I would recommend is not going to college to study uh, to study all the things that they have you study. Yes, there are some hybrid programs like they have one here in Miami uh, at Miami day College, I believe, and it is a combination of of uh, uh, you know, in-classroom education, so you learn the physiology, the anatomy, the all that stuff, then there's also a practical component. But uh, that would be the best way to do it. You would have to look around for a hybrid program like that. And as I said, there's one in Miami, at Miami-Dade College, at least there used to be one. Uh, So you'll have to figure that out on your end. But also, here's, a, here's a, 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 an issue with that. If you are struggling financially, that is going to be a very costly way to get your education, okay? It's gonna cost a lot more than what I'm gonna suggest that you do. So what I suggest that you do is get either a NASM, a National Academy of Sports Medicine personal training certification, uh, or if you have a four-year degree already, Get the National Strength and Conditioning Association, CSCS. That's the Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, the NS, NSCA CSCS. That's the gold standard of the industry. Oh, by the way, NSCA also has a certified personal training program. So you can get that one as well. The, the point I'm trying to get at, get your personal training certification, then get out there and start doing it. Because there's a huge disconnect between what people usually learn in school when they study exercise science and what they actually do with their clients. Here's what you'll learn in a college course. You'll learn anatomy, physiology. Uh, you'll learn the sliding filament theory of muscular contraction the actin and the myosin, how they bind together and and interdigitate. You'll learn, uh, all types of stuff like that. In other words, you'll learn things that are completely useless when you're talking to a lay person. Okay. When you're talking to a client who they don't want to know any of that. They want to know how do I get, how do I look better? How do I, uh, exercise in a way to get results? How do I not hurt myself? That's what they want to know. So what you need to focus on is focus on your communication skills, focus on learning and teaching exercise technique and focus on program design. Okay. So those three things, get your personal training certification. Anyone uh, go for the good ones that in a, that, that National Academy of Sports Medicine, or the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Those are the two I would recommend. They're all crap, by the way, in my eyes, right? Okay. They're all crap. Don't worry about that. You're, what you're going to learn the most is on the job and from people uh, uh, who, are, who have been in the fitness industry or training athletes for a long time. So focus on communication skills, focus on learning proper exercise technique and teaching proper exercise technique and focus on program design. Those are the things that you need exercise wise. Okay. And, uh, that will get you started. And of course you're, if you start working with people with injuries, like most of my clients have injuries, uh, or they're older, they have mobility limitations. You can't just take them and like throw them in a CrossFit class and start doing like, uh, power squat, I, I mean, barbell squats or or Olympic lifts or whatever. I, I, I don't have clients that are like that, right? I have to be very careful and methodical and meticulous with my clients because they're all like CEOs of multi-million dollar companies who are stressed out. And uh, their main thing is they want to feel better and look better, of course, but they don't want to get injured. And I love working with those people. So I know I kind of went off on a tangent, make sure you get a certification, but then get your hands dirty, get in there, start showing people what you know, right? In fact, you don't even need a certification to so start teaching people what you know, hey, this is how you do a bicep curl, or this is how you do a push up, or this is how you do a squat. Make sure you can uh, effectively communicate how people should be doing exercises make sure you enjoy it when you do that. And then uh, then you you get your certification, get a job somewhere, start, start practicing. And we can get more in detail on this if you really want to know more, because I, I could spend hours talking about this stuff. I have a lot of opinions about it. I've been in the fitness industry for 17 years. So I have a lot to say. Uh, so, so anyway, I'm going to wrap things up now. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. And again, make sure you go to legendarylifepodcast.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you would like me to do differently with the episodes, with the podcast, what topics, what guests you'd like me to have on. Let me know. Lastly, I want to tell you about a big announcement I have. I'm going to be doing my first ever webinar. Many of you have asked me, hey, Ted, why don't you do a webinar? and uh, i would love to have you on a webinar so i could ask you questions so i'm doing my first one and It's going to be Tuesday, October 20th. It's going to be a free training. You're going to get a bonus quick nutrition guide and a workbook. And the name of the the training is 11 health and fitness secrets to look better, boost your energy and skyrocket your productivity every day without killing yourself. So um, as you probably know, I'm a big fan of exercising to get results, but doing what you do need to do to get results, not necessarily doing more than that just because uh, you know, a lot of people are addicted to crushing themselves in the gym. And while that may work for some people, for the most part, especially if you're outside of your 20s, if you're pushing 40 like I am, or in your 50s, 60s like many of my clients are, that is not ideal. So in this webinar, I'm gonna show you three simple exercises to fit into your busy schedule without killing yourself at the gym. Three quick and powerful secrets to boost your productivity and win in life and business. Yes, I know it's a mouthful, but uh, I'm going to deliver on that. Five healthy eating habits on the go without starving. Uh, I'm a big fan of habit-based eating as opposed to diets. And so all you have to do is master the steps that I'll teach you in this webinar and you will transform your body, and quite possibly your life in less than seven days. So uh, I'm only going to have 50 spots. So make sure you go to legendarylifepodcast.com, click on the coaching section, uh, and you'll see the dates for the webinar, and you'll also be able to sign up for it. So legendarylifepodcast.com, click on the coaching section, and you might notice that the website's quite a bit faster, and we've done some upgrades So I hope you're enjoying everything and come to the webinar. It's for free guys. And you get to talk to me and ask me questions instead of just being on the other side and and listening to the podcast. And I'd love to have the chance to interact with you to hear, hear what you want to learn about what would help you more because then I can tailor this to answer those questions, answer your questions that you want. So really looking forward to it. Uh, hope you're going to be there. Hope to connect with you, and I'll talk to you then.